0: friends. It's me, Katie Ann, and your host of the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. And you guys, I have one of the coolest people that I know here with me in the room in person, and that is Brooke Nielsen. Do you want to say hi to us, Brooke? Hi, everyone. (laughs) You guys, I'm so excited that she's taken time out of her busy schedule to come be with us today normally if she wasn't here with me in this podcast studio she would be in cleats because yes we have a professional athlete in our midst so brooke she played division one college at utah valley and then she went semi-professional in utah and the last six months she's been in iceland playing professional so how did it feel to come back from iceland
1: it was, it was such an experience, like the coolest adventure ever. Um, it's been an adjustment coming back, but I'm so glad that I I chose to play in Iceland because it was a really, I don't know, just a growing time for me. I had a, an awesome experience. I really loved my team and the, and the players and things. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity I
0: had and, and happy to be back. So it's been great. You guys, we're so excited that she's back so she can give you this podcast episode. You're going to hear everything from Brooke, what it's like to be a professional soccer player right after this little moment from our sponsors. We're so grateful that they sponsor this show. They make it so the Full Confidence Head podcast is actually possible. So we're going to take a moment for our sponsors. My favorite thing each week is just to listen to the stories of these incredible people on the podcast. They give me confidence in all areas of my life. The Full Confidence Ahead sponsor, Utah Money Moms, has boosted my financial confidence. I remember the first time I heard about them on YouTube. I just found this video about tracking your expenses they had done, and it was so simple and confidence-building that I went to their website and started downloading as much material as I could. Make sure you head over to utahmoneymoms.com after this episode to sign up for their free webinars on all financial topics from the basics of budgeting to estate planning. Okay, Brooke, we're back from our sponsors and we're just so excited to hear you talk about your journey into soccer. I just want to start off like where did this passion even come from in the first place?
1: So, it's kind of funny because I come from the biggest lacrosse family you'll ever meet. <gasps> whoa, whoa, lacrosse! <laughs> that was my one sport yeah. in fifth grade. I'm like, yes! <laughs> so, I seriously, all three of my brothers were uh-huh. all state lacrosse players. Two played Division I lacrosse. Um, my sister took state, like, every year she played in lacrosse. So, big <laughs> lacrosse families. And I'm the black sheep of the family. I never played a day in my life. Because from day one, oh, it was soccer. Goodness. Like, I just... I think part of it was I had friends who started playing soccer when we were, mm-hmm. like, four years old. And so... I just got into soccer and I loved it and I, I really enjoyed it. And so as I kept playing, um, there weren't lacrosse leagues for like little, little kids. It was just, it was just soccer. And, and by the time the lacrosse league starts, I was like, no, I want to stay with soccer. <laughs> I just, from the minute I started, I fell in love with it. And, and from the minute I started, I, I wanted to play pro. That was like my goal. Wow. Like, I'm going to play division one college soccer and then go to pro. And wow. so I was just always training. i my poor dad, <laughs> he was a <laughs> kicker in football, and so I would enlist him like 5 a.m. before school started. He'd go and shoot on me, and we'd play together. Oh, that's so cute. I think I think he like kicked his knee right off because he, he has to get a knee replacement. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: because of your dreams, of and now dreams. your realization of your dreams. Yep. So, so thank you, Dad, for sacrificing that's for me. So cute. So this has been since day one. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing is, I feel like so many kids are like, oh yeah, I want to be a professional. I hear football, soccer, lacrosse, Mm -hmm. whatever, all of the time, but you did it. So I just want to explore, like, what is the difference between you and other kids? Like, why, why do you think you stuck with it? And so many did it. I think, I think the first thing is, is passion for Mm -hmm. sure.
1: Um, I know a lot of girls who, who in the beginning just love soccer and and we all mm-hmm. together were like, yes, this is so fun. And I think as, as the time goes on, things start to come into your life and, and I'm playing professionally is <laughs> not for everyone. And so I, as, as I've grown up and as I've continued to play soccer, the, the passion has never died. I've just mm-hmm. always loved being on the pitch. I've always loved you know, diving after balls and and doing things. Um, and so, I think the first biggest thing is is the passion. Just keeps going, and and you never lose that that drive mm-hmm. and that love to always continue to play. Um, and I think the other thing is mentality, um, mm-hmm. sports mentality. You have to be tough all the time oh, because yeah. I mean I've had I've had a whole range of coaches I've had coaches that are like you can do no wrong you're the best you can you just do your thing I'm <laughs> like that's beneficial sometimes but then right. you know you kind of need to push to keep you going and and I've had the opposite where coaches are like you're terrible you gotta keep going blah, blah, blah. that would so, scare me so bad yes. but I think as I've had this this wide variety of coaches I've just kind of learned how to be mentally strong and how to, how to be mentally tough. And I always just come back into my own little world after a game or after practice and, and just evaluate and say, okay, how can I move forward from here? How can I keep going? And I just think as I've, grown as a player, I've learned little mental tricks to keep me going and keep me confident um, and positive as I continue on my soccer journey.
0: I love this idea of like mental tricks. Cause I also think this can be applied to any passion mm-hmm. of, cause I think it can be tiring, right? Whether it's a coach or a boss or a coworker, things can wear on you and tear on you. So I want to know, let's just put you back into think of your hardest coach. Okay? okay. That was really hard on you. So what, what are the mental tactics you use during that time to keep yourself going? Mm-hmm. So,
1: I mean, I, um, I struggled with a coach, mm-hmm. um, in my early days of playing. Yeah. And I just remember after every practice, I just felt sort of deflated and I just didn't know what to do because they, they, I know this coach meant well. And, and as I got to learn their coaching style, I really grew to appreciate where they're coming from. But in the beginning, I was like, he's so mean, like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, I mean, it took, it took a while. It took a while for me to connect with this coach and to, and to realize what he was doing for me. Um, And in the meantime, I mean, I was meeting with sports psychologists and I was trying different things and it really just came down to um, after each practice, I would write three things that I did well. Hmm. Um, So after this practice, I, I would say like, oh, I, I remember to drop step and I remember technical things in my goalkeeper training. Um, and then, Oh, I made an awesome pass today. And then I would write one thing that I can improve on because we, we always want to be improving. We always want to set goals, but I think it's important that we, cause us as people were negative thinkers. Um, like I, I think there was a statistic like 80 something percent of our thoughts are negative. Whoa. And so by having those three positives to one not negative, but one improvement yeah. kind of changed my mentality. And, and I started seeing I'm, I'm not terrible. I'm, I'm a good goalkeeper. I did all these great things at practice and then there's something I can improve on. And as I started doing that, I just overall saw myself in a better light mm. and I really started to think, okay, I, I got this. Like I, I can take this criticism from my coach mm-hmm. and turn it into positives and then things I can work on. And that totally changed my mindset going forward into, and into playing professionally. Like I just, I always try to evaluate, okay, what are the positives? How did I do well during this training, during this game? And then what is the one thing that I can improve on?
0: That's huge. I think that makes such a difference of like finding those positives. Did you physically write those things down? Mm-hmm. Yep. I have a little, I call my okay. mental strength training journal. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yes. Okay. Because I think sometimes we would like to do that. And like mm-hmm. mentally, maybe you think of those, but I think there's a lot of power in actually writing them down. Yes. So I, I haven't personally done it, but I'm, I'm gleaning from your experience. Cause I can't even imagine playing pro or semi-pro or D1 and, um, having a coach that is like, that is a lot of pressure already. Mm-hmm. And then a coach that is you, you feel like, or the way you perceive it is tearing you down. Um, but, you've obviously come out of that so I think do you think that writing is down makes a difference than just like mentally doing it
1: yes because it's it's awesome to go back mm-hmm. uh, whatever a couple of weeks a couple of months a couple yeah. days and see oh like I remember when because because there's times in games where maybe I get I have like four passes that are picked off by other forwards <laughs> I'm a terrible passer I can't kick the ball I'm so bad but then I go back and read my journal from practice and I say I connected all my passes that day. I, I'm not mm-hmm. a bad passer. Like I can, I can connect my passes. I can make passes to my forwards, to my defenders, whatever. And so that is just very beneficial to go back and read those journal entries and say, oh my gosh, like I do do well in these things. And oftentimes I do them well consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is such a confidence booster to, just to see your progress too. Because there's things that I could be consistently struggling with. Mm-hmm. And then when I start writing in my journal and I I fix the problem, I'm like, oh, my gosh, look where I've come. Look where I've come from these things I've struggled with. And now I don't struggle with them anymore. So
0: I think it's really cool to write it down, because I think you're right. We kind of miss our own progress. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like a baby growing up. If you're with the baby, you don't really realize. But if someone who steps away and then comes back and you're like, whoa, they've grown so mm-hmm. much. I feel like we're like that in our own lives is it's incremental progress that we're not necessarily something that we're struggling with could be a really long time, like passing, for example, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I'm not a soccer person. <laughs> so I'm like, this is a stretch of an analogy, but for like passing, you could be getting better, but you're still feeling like you're in that struggle or that growth mode. But mm-hmm. I, I really like that tracking it down. Um, and that progress, I'm sure that that helps mm-hmm. just not only at the moment, but also looking back and realizing like, Hey, I'm a really good person. Mm-hmm. Like I am growing like this is yeah. really cool. Um, how did you have this growth mentality too? Because I think um, I've had a lot of thoughts lately about getting rid of perfectionism. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the ways to do that is just always having growth. Because sometimes I think perfect is like a a line that we're trying to reach. But I think growth doesn't accept that there's like a line, like a perfect line, but Mm -hmm. a continual progress. And so I think that's almost the antithesis of perfection is growth and so much more healthy. So how did you get into that? growth mindset
1: yeah I my whole life I've struggled with perfectionism like really bad and yeah I I mean me and my dad because we trained so much together we would yes. have so many talks and and he just was like but you're not terrible at so <laughs> like I just I'd make a mistake and he'd be like I'm the worst I'm so bad like yeah. I just wanted to be perfect right I wanted to be the best I wanted to be like I wanted to be on top all the time yeah always perfect always the best um and it was it was detrimental honestly, to my, to my self-confidence, to my self-esteem. I didn't see myself the way that I really was. And so it took a lot of experience, a lot of trial and error and doing things. And I think it just got to a point where I just told myself, like, just, just be content where you are Mm. and, and you don't have to beat anybody else just yourself, but not, not in a, like a mean way or, or like, I have to always be like beating my past self. I just thought, just let's just strive to be better the next day. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, it's okay. Let's just take, let's just take a evaluation, take another step forward. And, and even when maybe I didn't make progress on the soccer pitch, but mentally, if I saw myself like, it's OK, like I can do it next the next day or the next time that was that was a victory for me in and of itself. And so I, I mean, I don't really know exactly when it happened, but I just had this mentality flip mm. and I, I no longer said like I have to be perfect. I just thought, let's just improve. Like, let's just try our best and be better the next day and um i have a little i have this little power phrase that i always tell oh, I myself i want to hear it, hear it. <laughs> yeah. um because sometimes like i i just need a little reset so i mean yeah. Yeah, in soccer especially as a goalkeeper it's a very intense position and you don't have a lot wait, of recovery it is time. all intense yeah, yeah. and then
0: i can't even goalkeeper you're just like wait 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 and then it's like hurtling out, you gonna smack your face. Like, ah. yep, yep. So I, I always had this
1: phrase that I would tell myself to kind of reset my uh-huh. mindset. And it was, I'm wicked fast, <laughs> which you wouldn't think as a goalkeeper, like goalkeepers, sometimes are slow, like runners. Yeah. But, but I always had like, I mean, reactions, you need to be really fast with your uh-huh. reactions. And so that was always my, my reset phrases. I'm wicked fast. Mm-hmm. And having that little phrase, I mean, it could be anything, like in anything you do, it doesn't yeah. have to be, I'm wicked fast. You could be like, I'm wicked strong, I'm wicked smart, I'm, I'm yeah. wicked amazing. Or I mean, it doesn't have to be wicked. You can do yeah. anything. And I just, that was my reset phrase. And so if I had kind of a I don't know, a mishap during the game, or I just wasn't paying attention, I just, I'm wicked fast. And that would totally reset me. Mm-hmm. And it, it made a huge difference because I, I started really believing like, yeah, I'm wicked fast, like awesome. <laughs> and so it not only boosted my confidence, but it kind of just gave me a little refocus. Yeah. And then I was able to pay attention and, and get back into the game.
0: How did you come up with your phrase? Like finding that one phrase that you're like, this does help me. How did you discover that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it took a lot of, a lot of thinking mm-hmm. um, and just like, okay, who am I as a person? I, mm-hmm. I thought of um, another phrase that I thought of in the beginning, actually, um, my dad would always tell me, he said, be brave, little piglet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love that. I love so that a lot. And, and sometimes I, st- yeah. I switch off. I use yeah. the be brave, little piglet. But I just picked something that was... Um, just kind of personal to me I think I think where I got wicked fast from was um I actually played basketball in high school okay and it was my freshman tryout so Uh the day of tryouts um we were doing a little scrimmage and I stole the ball from one of the starters and I was like oh (laughs) gosh (laughs) and I like sprinted on as fast as I could I made a layup yeah and I was jogging back the coach turned me and he goes you're wicked fast. And that just kind of like, I don't know, that was so sweet. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really, I don't think he meant to, I mean, he just said it to me and, and yeah. that always stuck in my head. And so I think I used that because of that experience. Like it just made me feel good. Yeah. And so having that phrase, that just makes you feel empowered. It makes mm-hmm. you feel good. Just can, I don't know, just motivate you to do anything. So I just- that's the one I picked.
0: that's really mm-hmm. cool that you've actually tied it back to a positive experience of mm-hmm. the past because memories like that are powerful and they bring mm-hmm. back emotion and quite quickly so that's kind of cool I've experimented with some statements too and I haven't found my one so I'm like this is purely <laughs> for me I'm like tell me how I find my first but I'm going to go back and think through those experiences that I felt empowered and like what was said or what what was I saying to myself to kind of create that that's really interesting And so cool that you have your, I think everyone needs a reset, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I watch you play professionally and like other people. And I think we see TV and we just think perfection, but Mm -hmm. I want to know from you, like, do you have down days? Is that a thing? Yes,
1: absolutely. (laughs) I can, I can promise you even the best of the best have down days. Um, I, as an athlete, um, when you, when you see the best, the best players out there. Um, the the thing that they can do better than than other people is is that reset and mm. they can throw away the like mistakes and just be like, okay, it's in the past and refocus that. The players that that end up going and playing professionally and playing at that top level consistency consistently are the ones who can consistently reset from mistakes um, and they're and they're I mean because I've seen I've seen so many players in my own, experience in playing with, with players that are so talented and so good but they get they get in their head and they say oh dang it I missed the shot like, yeah no and then they kind of pull themselves out of the game yeah but it's those players that think it's in the past I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going those are the ones that consistently perform because they're not focused on Oh, I messed up or oh, I did they're like next time I'll just get yeah. it next time and so that's something and as I've studied professional players and, and the people who played at the top level that's something that I've tried to focus on myself. is just like, I'll get it next time. Just got to refocus. It's in the past. I'm going to play, play the next play and get the next ball.
0: That's so interesting. So basically, I'm going to summarize what you're saying. So professionalism isn't necessarily even, uh, isn't even being the best. Mm -hmm. It's just, or it's not a lack of mistakes. It's just being able to reset from those stakes far more quickly than other Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah, because you watch the best players in the world. Yeah. They make mistakes
1: all the time. I've seen the best goalkeepers in the world that I think are just soccer yeah, anomalies, yeah. just incredible. I've seen the best keep goalkeepers in the world make a terrible pass and it results in a goal. I have seen it on all levels. So like from little kids to the best goalkeepers in the world, we yeah. all make terrible mistakes. But it's those goalkeepers that think, it's in the past, that was dumb, but I'm going to keep going forward. Those are the ones that recover quicker and stay in the game. Because what if it happens again? You know, be ready. And so it's those players that can continually reset and just
0: keep going that usually play at the highest level. That's really, I just love that because that gives me so much hope Mm -hmm. is you don't necessarily have to be the most skillful, but if you can, or you don't have to have this lack of mistakes, like everyone makes mistakes, newsflash, like professional people. (laughs) And no matter what field you're in, Mm -hmm. it's not about the lack of mistakes. It's just about the ability to pick back up and put it that in the future. Um, I I love that. I'm like, I, I relate slightly on that with harp. I'm like, that's my one <laughs> I didn't do sports. But I had a harp teacher that always, she taught neuro-linguistic programming, which just, it helps you visually. You try to imagine putting things, she'd always say, say next. And you like take your hand and throw the experience in the past, like to visualize that. So that's my one thing to connect that, but I think a power statement's even faster. then you're not like yelling on the field, like next. (laughs) So I like that power statement thing. Uh, It's so interesting. Just redefining like what professionalism is. Whether it's soccer, whether it's a sport, an athlete, or whether it's in your personal life, if it's not that lack of making mistakes, but the ability to reset as you make them. Um, man, like how cool as a parent that is, right? There's no perfect parent. But like, if you can just be like, yep, whoops, that happened, <laughs> reset. Like, mm-hmm. that is so much, that is so powerful. I want to kind of transition into your Iceland experience. Like, now every Kate, I don't know very many people, if not any, you're the only person I know who has <laughs> played professionally in Iceland, like... How did you get there in the first place?
1: It, I, I've been really blessed with a lot of cool opportunities. And, yeah. and I've had some really awesome connections uh-huh. um, throughout my soccer career. My, my coach at Utah Valley, he just knows everybody who's anybody in the <laughs> soccer world. He just knows all the people. And so um, it, was, it was right before my senior year. My, mm-hmm. So I, I played an extra year because of COVID. So it was my COVID senior year. Yeah. Um, we had our preseason interview. And he just wanted to know my goals and, and dreams for the season. And I just said, I want to play professionally. Like I want to have a good season to boost me into yeah. the professional soccer world. Yeah. And he said, okay, well, when, when you're done with your senior season, I'll get you in contact with a few agents um, and they'll send you some contracts and, and we'll go from there. And so I didn't, I mean, I tried not to have the mentality of like, I have to be perfect. So I have to, sure. you know, have this amazing highlight reel for, for my professional soccer playing. I just thought like, just play my best. And just, I mean, whatever happens, happens, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave everything I have on the field my senior season so that maybe I could play professionally. And I ended up having a really good senior season um, made a good highlight reel. And I, I just sent it out to these agents that he got me in contact with. And yeah. I had a couple offers from different teams. I had an offer in Israel. I had an Whoa. offer from a team in Serbia, which was really cool, really cool. Um, and then I got this offer from Iceland and, and I already knew I served an LDS mission in Denmark. Yeah, and part of that mission is Iceland. Oh, and so yes. Oh. So um I never I actually never served on Iceland. Okay. But I I have a lot of friends over there I and mean, I've yeah. never met them in person, but we talked on Facebook cuz I had friends We're like oh my friends from Iceland is over there. So I I met a lot of Icelanders um and so when they just when they presented that that contract I was like oh, I have to go. I st- it felt right. I yeah. felt like I should go there. Um, so I picked that contract and, and signed and they were really, I mean, they said that I was their top choice. So that was really cool. That's, That's so cool. You're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So it just made me feel really good and, and really excited for this new adventure. And Iceland is so beautiful. Wow. Like I I followed all these Icelandic Instagrams before. I, like, <laughs> I can't wait to get there. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So just, I mean, was really excited in the beginning to get there. Yeah. So
0: that is so amazing. And you know, I, I love that you said it's connections and I think that's mm-hmm. any, anywhere. I really believe that networking is the way to get things done, mm-hmm. you know, obviously working hard, but I also think the way that you networked was through your coach, which meant you had to have spent a lot of time working with him mm-hmm. and creating a good relationship. Cause yes. I don't think that probably would have happened if he felt negatively towards you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I love that too, is that actually says a lot about you and how you treat someone who's a mentor over you and how you respect them and how you worked with them. Um, so I like that two sides of like progression. I think we can take that example. It's professional progression of, um, connections and also really honoring and working with and being honest with those people who, mm-hmm. who are over you and then Iceland. So you're there, you're all alone. <laughs> like, um, how did you, deal with that. So you were in Denmark, like you lived in Denmark for a while, but obviously Iceland's new. Mm-hmm. Um, even with friends, you're alone. How did you manage that? And working with a professional schedule, like this is all a new thing. That's a huge adjustment. So how did you even start that adjustment?
1: Yeah. So before I even got to Iceland, I, I messaged all the Icelanders I knew, all the people Aww. in Iceland. And I just said, I'm coming, don't lose track of me. And, and I, I made some really good friends before I even got there. Um, and so I, I, I built those relationships and I and I just said like, I'm so excited to to meet you guys and, and, and in person and to when I can come, I'll come and visit and things. And so right. I already started establishing friendships, which was really great because once I got there, I mean, we'd message a lot over um, Facebook and, and a lot of my friends would, we'd like set up video calls like, how are you doing? how's your life oh my goodness (laughs) so that just I mean this made me feel very welcome um and and just awesome that I I had this support group before I even got there yeah um and then once I got there I did I mean I definitely did experience loneliness because I mean I'm in a foreign country I'm far away from my mom (laughs) and and there was a little bit of a culture barrier I'll be honest there were things that I was I just I mean I didn't understand and and sometimes the girl would speak. Girls would speak Icelandic to each other. They, I mean, most of them spoke English, mm-hmm. um, but they'd speak Icelandic to each other. And so I could pick out a couple words because I spoke Danish. But I was like, um, I think they're talking about teeth. Like, ah! I don't know what <laughs> is this is a conversation <laughs> about cheese yeah. or teeth. Like, super <laughs> <transparency laughs> sure. But I, re- I, mean, I really tried to to like go out of my way to make friends with some of the girls. And I, yeah. I mean, I would try to notice if any of the girls wasn't a part of the group. I'd go and hang out with her. and am like, oh my gosh, that's the best." <laughs> Because I kind of sometimes didn't feel part of the group either, right? So I'm I made some really good friendships while I was over there, and and funny enough, the um our landlady that. That we lived with, she yeah. was like seventy-five years old. Oh, that's so cute! <laughs> she was so adorable, and she had kind of broken English, but could get like her point across. I mean, I sure. couldn't understand usually. Uh-huh. We just became besties. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was so unexpected, but I mean, I would come home, and she'd ask me about practice, and she'd ask me about my work, and Aww. sometimes she'd offer to drive me to the grocery store. <laughs> she just was so sweet. So that was just kind of a little blessing to have this cute old lady to come home yeah. every day. And so I just tried to, I mean, I tried to be positive and just make the most of my experience. And I thought, I'm living in Iceland, like, let's just enjoy this. I mean, I may never get to do this again. And so right. I'm going to try to build friendships and just enjoy it. And I definitely had my own struggles. I had times where I was like, why am I here? Like, I'm yeah. so lonely. And, and I just miss my friends and family back home. But I just tried to take every day as a growing opportunity. And, and I had, I mean, I had a lot of, a lot of free time, oddly enough. Um, because I mean, we had practice in the evenings and then I had like a little part-time job, but I had I had a lot of free time. So yeah. I tried to be wise with my time and, and I read tons of books. I read, there's this one, but so if you've ever read Edenbrook.
0: Oh, so good. I read, <laughs> it, <like> four <laughs> t- I read it four
1: times. I read it like four times. <laughs> I was like comfort. (laughs) I I didn't. I didn't want to like spend my experience over there just looking on Instagram or just doing things that aren't necessarily that important. So I really tried to spend my time. Okay, let's get extra training in for soccer, Uh and then let's just. Better myself. Like let's read books. Let's do things. Let's go out and adventure. I I would go on what I call where the heck are we safaris? <laughs> Wait, what is this? I love this. So I would just <laughs> walk out my door and just pick a direction because I lived right below the Arctic Circle. So just Whoa. like the nature was so cool where I lived. Yeah. And so I would just walk out the door and pick a direction and just walk for an hour and then I would end up at a waterfall or a <laughs> lake or I'd see puffins. Like I just—it was so fun. I mean, by myself, I would just go for a while. Where the heck are we safaris? Where this the is my favorite thing. Where the heck are we safaris? Oh. <laughs> was the best because it really was a safari pretty much. But I mean, I just saw so many cool things. While yeah. It was nice. And then I, I'm like, I'm very grateful for that opportunity I had because I feel like I did a lot of self-growth. Yeah. While I was there, and I I kind of found out who I was as a person because I didn't have. All of the things that I used to have. I didn't have like, I didn't have my cello. I didn't have, you know, other things. I didn't have lessons. I didn't have all these things around me. It was just me and soccer. Yeah, And so I had a lot of time to just reflect on myself and where I want to be and what I want to do and and who I want to be as a person. And it was awesome to just be able to take a second and just discover who I really was. It was cool. What was your best discovery? Best discovery. I... I really just, I found out that I love connecting with other people. Huh. Like really, like I made a lot of friends while I was over in Iceland and one of my best friends that I made over there, he was on the men's professional team. Yeah. He was from Tanzania, actually.
0: Whoa. Uh, so he's from
1: Africa. <laughs> they'd, they'd recruited him from a team yeah. in Africa and it was so cool. We we shared a lot of the same values and, and yeah. we just had a lot of the same insights and opinions and things and it was really cool. To connect with him. And, and I realized like, I just, I love people. I love getting to know people and to hear their stories and where they come from. And, and when I came home, I, I just thought I really want to connect with the people I have at home and, and my family and the people, mm-hmm. because I, I feel like there are times where I mean, I have these two little nieces and they're my besties and they love me so much. And I mean, I don't I don't think I particularly am that awesome to them, but they just love being around me. And there are times where I maybe didn't pay attention to them enough and I didn't give them enough time or or energy. And so I thought when I was coming home, I I discovered this love that I have for people and and interaction. And so I was like, I'm going to give my time to those that that are in my life already. And I just want to be more present for those around me because I was I was away from them I was isolated and I missed that connection and so that was one thing that I learned that
0: I just just be connected with people and, and give your time to others so I love that I can't even imagine like totally basically being stripped of everything you love, except for soccer mm-hmm. like you can't take your whole house with you. Yeah, over really. Like, you've got a suitcase and a soccer ball. And like, yeah. even though one of those things is your passion, like everything else that normally feels you Even the grocery stores that give you comfort. I don't know, man. I didn't have a Smith's. I'm like Joe's. Trader Joe's. We had this <laughs> tiny little store that had like all of the
1: same things. That I sure that was one thing I'm like, I need I need the big groceries. I
0: need the supermarkets. So it was. Right. it there's things you don't even need. Like yeah. you were totally stripped of everything. Mm-hmm. comfortable. So I love that self-discovery and that you actually consciously like brought that back into the States. Like I discovered this and I think maybe that's one of the most amazing things. Like we sometimes have moments of self-discovery in life and yet what a shame if we just let it go, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. what would happen if you had discovered that and then come back and live the exact same life you did? Mm-hmm but you chose to change after that. And I think that's so beautiful. Now, as we're wrapping up, I'm curious to hear the answer to this question that we always ask every guest on our show. But what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self to boost your confidence? Ooh, I love that question. I just think, I, I really think the,
1: the advice that I would give myself is my power statement. Oh, so I, I wish I had come up with that power statement a little earlier yeah. in life. Just, I'm wicked fast. And, and I don't always think, I mean, that power statement means so much to me. It's not just I'm I'm good at my sport, but I'm wicked fast. Means like I'm wicked fast in recovering from from sorrow. I'm wicked fast in yeah. in you know moving forward from setbacks. Yeah. I I use it in a lot of different things, and so I think I would tell my younger self that statement and just say use that in everything, and and become that. Become wicked fast in in all the things that you do. Um, because it's such a, a confidence booster and it's such a I don't know, it's now my like identity. Like I'm I'm Wicked Fast, I'm awesome. And I I just would say be confident and and love yourself because why not? Why not just live your life loving yourself? We all we all have, you know, struggles and things and, and I feel like so many of us beat ourselves up. Just just set it back and just mm-hmm. Love yourself and appreciate who you are because we're all amazing. You don't have to be a professional soccer player. You don't have to be this big CEO. You can just be you and love yourself.
0: I love that. I think this has been the coolest conversation. Like, I don't think I'll ever play soccer in Iceland. Like, no, I don't think that. I know that. <laughs> like, if you saw me kick a soccer ball, you'd be like, oh yeah, no, that's not happening, honey. But I am going to work tomorrow and I'm going to use those power statements and this ability to not use setbacks as like something that'll take me down, but recover quickly. And I think we all have walked away from this conversation with going back and thinking of our moments of discovery and using them for good, not just letting them pass us by or really thinking a lot more seriously about our our power statement and starting to develop that. So we're so grateful. Thank you for coming on with us today. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. One more thing for our listeners. If they want to connect with you anywhere, where's the best way to connect with you? Um, you can connect with me on Instagram. Perfect. Um, so my Instagram handle, uh, it's Brooklyn Nielsen
1: 40 or Brooklyn Nielsen one. I had a new one. Perfect. Right? And so. Nielsen is it EI or IE? Um, N-I-E-L-S-E-N. So Brooklyn like the city and then N-I-E-L-S-E-N one. There you go, folks.
0: Will you say that handle one more time? Brooklyn Nielsen one. Brooklyn Nielsen one. You guys, she's got an awesome soccer profile picture. <laughs> you'll know it's her. <laughs> it's a professional soccer profile picture. That's her. Thank you again for taking the time to be on with us today. Thank you so much. I think a lot of times the feeling of fear comes from a lack of control in our lives. And our sponsor, PowerPay, is offering a Money Master Course that's normally $40 for free to all Full Confidence Ahead podcast listeners, so you can take control of your finances this year. The course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. So to claim your course, go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash PAL, which is K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, and it'll automatically add the Money Master Course. Course to your cart and you just click checkout and you'll get it for free. You can also access your course by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the money master course under the finance category then using the code Katie Ann, katieann with no spaces to claim your $40 discount and free course at checkout. So let's master our money together.